Hey guys, today I'm gonna to be talking details on starting a private practice. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Melissa Joseph. I'm a certified speech-language pathologist. And I'm Haley McCute, and I'm a certified speech-language pathologist assistant. And we're the Pediatric, Pediatric Speech Pals. Hey guys, um, so welcome back. Thank you for continuing to listen and subscribing and commenting and questions, leaving questions. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, if you do have any more questions, um, we had a questions video last week, so go check that one out or um, leave them below, email us, whichever one. Um, like I said, we really like to do it and um, hopefully we're helping you guys out. So today I am talking about starting a private practice because I am currently in um, starting the private practice mode. So I guess technically I've already started it, but um, I have been since, uh, I guess I officially started it in March. So it's been a little bit of time now. And I kind of just feel like when I was trying to start this or even interested in starting it, I couldn't find very much content on it. Or if I did, it was paid um, or, you know, where you had to purchase it. And um, it was kind of a lot of money. So if I um, can give you a little bit of advice or just something that I wish that I had, um, I think that that would be really helpful. So whether you're looking to start a private practice or not, maybe in the future, maybe one day, um, hopefully you find some sort of, you know, help. <laughs> hopefully you find, you find this helpful in some sort of way. Um, so I guess to start with, I just feel like you never know where you're going to end up. You know what I mean? Because like, I remember my um, cohort friends were talking about, oh, you know, one day I'm going to start a private practice and I have dreams to do this and dreams to that. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't see myself doing that. You know, like I just thought like, I'm not going to be that girl, but here I am. And I don't know how it happened, but I, <laughs> I can tell you how it, uh, how it came to be, I guess. But basically, why did I start a private practice? I, um, was working for two, um, companies at the time and each one I was kind of a contractor with one. Technically I was an employee, but they didn't come with benefits. Um, and it was kind of where I was like, this is kind of the worst of both worlds because I have to pay for everything. Like I might have to pay my own insurance. I have to pay my own gas. I have to pay my own this and I'm in home. So I'm driving around all the time. Um, and I have to pay my own ASHA dues. I have to pay my own, basically everything outside of, um, you know, working like my toys, my scrubs, my this, my that. So everything I had to pay for out of pocket. And I just was kind of like, okay, well, if I was a contact independent contractor, I would be able to write these things off. And I think that that would be beneficial because, you know, I'm getting um, a certain pay per hour, but then you go home and write reports and talk to parents and do things on the side that you're still not getting paid for. And, um, I chose to do this obviously. So you, um, you know, if you were in my position, you could have been like, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to do a full-time job. And for me, I continued it because I loved what I was doing. You know, like I loved going into the houses. I loved playing with the kids. I just, I got comfortable, I think. And um, one day, my um, employer at the time, she was moving on. She decided she didn't want to, and I was her only employee, and she decided that she didn't want to um, do it anymore. And so, I, I knew eventually 
maybe I was going to start it because I was thinking about it um, just because of, like I said, like honestly, just what made sense. It just didn't make sense to not either, like either I needed to be full-time somewhere or just start my own thing um, and do that. And I, um, I wasn't doing that. And so when she kind of was like, Hey, I could give you all my clients. I could do this. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I was like, okay. And what she did for me basically was she was contracted through um, the local regional center. And so she would get emails from the regional center and then forward those emails to me. And I would either say, yes, I can take this client or no, I can't. Um, and so it was kind of just the middleman. And for me, I was just kind of like, well, I could just eliminate the middleman and just, you know, do it myself and get the full cut and whatever. Um, so long story short, then I ended up moving, um, and I just decided I'm going to do it. So in March, I, um, kind of took the plunge. Um, and so basically what does that mean? Taking the plunge? What did I need to do? So I, contacted a lawyer and because I am in the state of California, um, there are certain rules and laws as far as if you are a um, corporation or an LLC or like certain things. And bear with me, I do not know all that lingo fully. I um, am just followed the path <laughs> kind of thing. So um, I got a hold of a lawyer and they helped me set up an S-Corp. So I guess basically um, what I have learned is that an S-Corp is a corporation, but the taxes are only, again, I'm sorry if this is wrong, but this is what my understanding, um, are only taxed once or something. So you're taxed as a person versus um, being taxed for the corporation and then being taxed yourself as like an employee of yourself. Um, and so that was, I think the smartest thing. And also because we're in healthcare, that's what I needed to do. So I couldn't just be like an LLC or, um, anything like that. Um, I could have done a sole proprietorship. Um, but the problem with that is that if anybody does sue you, which I don't know how often that happens and you have, you know, liability insurance and such, but, um, if anybody does sue you, they can come after your personal assets. So say that my company isn't making very much money and I um, can't afford to pay them with my company money, then they can start taking my house or my car or my this or what, my that, you know, whatever. Um, but because I'm an S Corp, they can't do that. I can say, you know, hey, I can't pay for this, you know, I'm bankrupt, whatever, and I can just close the business and there's that and then it doesn't come after my personal assets. So that to my understanding is... Um, what the difference between those are and part of why I went that route. Um, the next thing is you need to acquire business license. Um, so you need a business license for your locations that you're going. So for me, I had to get two here. Oh, I apologize. Um, that was my watch. Um, so for my um, location that I'm at, I needed to get two. Um, every location that you are going to be driving in. So I think that's kind of the bummer with being um, in home is I think because I'm going to different areas, I needed to get multiple. Um, but I mean, that's not always for you. Maybe you want to do a clinic or whatever. Um, 
And so you need a business license. You need all your lawyer uh, forms, like, you know, starting the corporation. Obviously, you need a name um, and setting that whole shenanigans up. Um, And so you do that. And then you need to get an accountant and you need to open a business bank account. And um, so you can kind of pick whichever one you want. Um, You can talk to your accountant and see which ones they recommend. Um, But it's helpful to get that started. Um, And then basically, I think that was all that I officially did um, to get the business started. So my lawyer did a lot of those like forms, like going through the secretary of state and, um, all those things just to make sure everything. And I think California is pretty strict. So, um, it was worth it for me to invest just cause like you just want to make sure everything is done right. Um, but yeah, you need professional liability, which I already had because I was going, um, and being, you know, an SLP. And usually you have to have that at every place as an SLP. But um, yeah, you need that. You need an EIN number or a tax ID number. Um, If you're a sole proprietorship, you can use your social security number. Um, But if you are a business, you need an EIN number. And I can't remember exactly what that stands for, but I think it's like something identification number. I might be wrong. But but yeah, so you have to get that. It took me like two seconds to get that. But make sure you get that after all your lawyer forms are signed because... um, it can mess things up. So make sure you get that after. And then basically from there, um, your business is technically formed. Um, and then I needed to contract out and get referrals, obviously. So I, um, started, well, when I was in my last location, I, I started it all up, right. Cause I moved like a, I don't know, month or two ago, three months ago, I don't know, time flies. <laughs> um, so I, um, I had word of mouth. So people were kind of coming to me and saying, Hey, are you available? Blah, blah. Can you, do you do, um, speech on the side? Blah, blah. So I had some of those business, um, and referrals, but, um, you also have to do a lot of hats. So like you have to be the marketer or marketing team. You have to be the, accounting team you have to be the this the that the this that you know so you're taking on a lot of hats but um yeah so if any if I forgot anything I'll put it below but just on the top of my head that's um what I am remembering so yeah if you're interested in that process um kind of me going into more details about all of that let me know um I can do like a specific just the process um and uh kind of let you guys know a little bit more on that but but yeah, so it's it's been um, it's been fun. It's been hard. It's been um, exciting. It's a challenge, but um, so far I've really enjoyed it. And the marketing piece of it, I would say, is probably <laughs> the hardest, just because I'm um, I don't know. I feel like I would consider myself a little bit more of an introvert. So like going out and having to like um, say certain things and like again, so I moved, you know, so I kind of had to start over that process and like get rid of the whole, um, word of mouth aspect. And, uh, luckily some of my people or clients that I was seeing before wanted to continue on teletherapy. So I still was able to see them there, um, because anybody within the state of California, I'm able to see, um, through teletherapy. Um, 
So I'm still seeing those clients, which, um, you know, I appreciate them wanting to continue with me. And I also think that that's the benefit of the virtual services. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, there are some other things you need to t- like consider, like for me, I'm going in home, so I don't have that overhead. You may want to do a clinic. You may want to, um, I don't know, like go to daycares or schools or things like that, contract out that way. Um, you may want to be only teletherapy. You may want to specialize in a certain um, population. For me, it's early intervention, zero to three, um, but I also go up, you know, the pediatric population. Um And so it's certain things like that that you kind of have to identify and like question, do you want to do this? Like, is this a population you want to see? How how are you going to get your word out? How are you going to do this? Um, So, so far, again, I'm just kind of learning. I'm in the middle of it. But um, but yeah, that's kind of how I'm I'm going. Um, Another thing that I think you need to get is a, a HIPAA safe, um, I guess this isn't something you need, but I would highly recommend it. Um, like, a, well, okay. You need HIPAA safe, like, uh, documentation things. You can store everybody's like clients information, stuff like that. Um, I know you can use Google if it's, if you have to sign some waiver that it's HIPAA or something, um, some paper, I use simple practice and, um, I really like it. It's so far made things really simple and easy, <laughs> simple, <laughs> Um, made things really simple and easy and I would recommend it to, um, anyone honestly. And, um, so that's what I'm using and you need to have that just so you can store the information safely. Um, but yeah, I mean, so far, as far as like pros and cons of what I've found, um, I think the pros are outweighing the cons, you know? So, um, I don't know. I just, I've really been enjoying it. If you guys have more questions about it, please let me know. I just kind of wanted to hint on it um, and just kind of introduce it a little bit just in case you guys were interested in like a fuller, um, more in-depth podcast on it. But um, but yeah, hopefully that was just like a little inter- or a little overview of everything. Yeah, so I just wanted to briefly discuss that a little bit, see if you guys are interested in learning more, wanting to hear more. Um, again, I'm just, you know, I'm this is kind of new to me as well, so I don't know everything. But um, if you have questions that I can answer, I'd be more than happy to um, give you the answer that I've found. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, feel free to reach out, email, DM, Instagram, TikTok, the whole shebang. Um, we'll get back to you. And if you are in the California area and, um, and, or, you know, the Bay area, South Bay area, San Jose, um, I do in-home or teletherapy services. So feel free to reach out as I am accepting new clients. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we will catch you guys next time. Hopefully Haley will be joining us as well. And I hope you guys have a good week. Bye. If you're ever curious about where we got our research or want to learn more, refer to our YouTube description box where we will leave links to the resources we use. We'd like to thank our producer, David Martinez. If you want more speech tips, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on our Facebook page, follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at Pediatric Speech Pals. Lastly, if you have any questions or concerns, email us at pediatricspeechpals at gmail.com.